So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. What's up, guys? I'm Izzy, and I'm super excited today to have my guest on. Um, the best thing about like my guest today is he's in an industry that seems like it should be this ancient monster that doesn't kind of collaborate, that doesn't do these crazy things, but they do, and they do it really well, and it's blowing up right now. So my guest today is Austin from Hat Club. Austin, thanks for joining me today. Izzy, great to be on. Looking forward to chatting with you some more. Let's do it. For the people who don't know who you are, don't know what you do, do you want to give a little bit of an intro as to who you are and what you do? I am the Senior Manager of Digital Marketing at Hat Club. So if you're not familiar with Hat Club, which some people might not be, Hat Club is a, a retailer for headwear specifically. Um, we do dabble in some other things with accessories and duffels and sometimes some apparel, but primarily headwear focused. Uh, they're a huge retailer uh, nationwide. Previous to that, I have a, about 10 years industry experience in marketing and I've I've done marketing um, for most recently for New Era, and then I've also worked at 47, uh, another headwear provider, and then I also spent some time uh, at a marketing agency in New York doing the marketing for Discover Card. Let's talk about landing a job out of college, because there's a ton of people right now that are struggling with that and, yeah. and everything like that. You, you, you got quite the job out of college. Yes. How'd you do it? I did my internship with the New York Jets, um, so that was a really great opportunity that I was uh, presented. Um, so that was a great experience that I was able to to get. Um, I started off in an events internship there, hated events. So it was, <laughs> it was you know, a lot of like watching little kids like toss a football through like a hoop type of thing, but then switched over to the marketing group at the New York Jets. Um, so one of the things that I, I saw as an opportunity, which I would recommend to anybody uh, in a similar space with an internship or first job out of college, anything like that. Um, I saw an opportunity within the marketing department. Um, so when I was doing that internship with the Jets, the marketing guy was always running around with like a chicken with his head cut off. So I <laughs> approached him one day and I said, hey, man, you look really busy. Uh, is there any way that I can help? I'm doing an events internship right now with X, Y, and Z people. Um, but like, you know, there's, a, there's some downtime there. So if you need some help at all, like I'm more than happy to help. Uh, he was very grateful for that, said, absolutely, I'm going to talk to your boss right now. And then that was where it all started. And that's where I got pulled onto the marketing team, um, being a marketing intern for the Jets. And that's really where I found my passion for marketing. To kind of date myself here, this is when uh, the Jets were actually good. Uh, so this is the year <laughs> that they made it to the AFC Championship with Mark Sanchez at the helm there. And then from there, I landed a job right out of college with 47 um, so they're in Boston. They're a headwear provider. They're basically the unofficial cap of a lot of the major sports uh, leagues. So yeah. they they focus on the dad caps for those that aren't uh, familiar. They have a little four seven on the side. Um, started out there in sales. Um, so that was something that I didn't immediately start out in the in the portion that I wanted to and in the job status that I wanted to have immediately coming out of college. But it was in the industry that I wanted to be in. Did that for a few years, and then I had I was presented the opportunity from uh, a family friend to move to New York to work for this marketing agency because he knew that I wanted to work in marketing, and that was really what I was super passionate about. Sales is fine, uh, it just wasn't my passion. So 
seize that opportunity, packed up all my stuff in Boston and moved to New York, uh, worked for Discover Card for a few years, did the marketing for them. Um, and then uh, did that for a few years and knew I wanted to start to step away from New York. I love New York City, but um, you know, the lifestyle is definitely different compared to any other city. You know, you're yeah. paying a lot of money for a very small apartment and usually sharing that very small apartment with three or four <laughs> people. So that wasn't a lifestyle that I loved having. Um, so my mom is originally from Queens, so I was very familiar with that lifestyle. Um, and I have a ton of family out on Long Island, but you know, Long Island's very different from Manhattan. So, um, it was, uh, it was definitely something that I knew that I wanted to have a change. My parents were still up in upstate New York in the Syracuse area where I'm from originally. Um, and I wanted to move closer to them. So I just started researching some jobs online. Saw that new era was hiring. They're based out of Buffalo. Their headquarters is in Buffalo, New York. That's about a three hour drive to Syracuse. So I was like, all right, this is perfect. I can go see my parents on the weekend if I have to. Um, saw that they were hiring for an assistant marketing manager in their football department. Um, applied to that. Yeah, I got that job. And then I, I stayed with New Era for about six years. Uh, so was the assistant marketing manager of our football operations and then what we called core sports. So core sports were things like NASCAR, IndyCar, uh, MLS, Manchester United. So managed all those marketing campaigns, um, full funnel from um, for the full go-to-market strategy there. Three years into my time at New Era, switched over to leading our digital marketing team. So previously, New Era had done everything uh, through an agency. So they handled all their social through an agency, um, all of their digital marketing, whether that's like media outlets, things like that through an agency. Um, and then I took that over. Uh, that was one of my primary responsibilities. Did that for another three years. Um, built that team from the ground up alongside one of my previous bosses who brought me on because we brought him over from Vans. Um, and then we built up that team and that, and then really turned New Era into the, a huge powerhouse from a digital marketing perspective. Did a ton of cool collaborations, did a ton of cool campaigns, worked on some of the biggest campaigns in the world with some of the biggest brands in the world. You know, got to work with MLB and NFL and, and um, NBA on a day in, day out basis. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, back in June, the opportunity with Hack Club came knocking, and that's where I started that, uh, switched over there. Um, I work remote from Baltimore uh, for Hack Club. Hack Club's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we have people all over the nation, and we have a great team. It's a small, nimble team, but they're, they're doing huge things within the hat industry. Uh, hat Club's def definitely leading the charge in, in terms of changing the culture and um, making it a community-based uh, product more than anything. And that was something that I, I found uh, super compelling. And that's why I took the opportunity with Hat Club. And I've uh, been very happy with my time there since June so far. That's dope. That's really dope. That story of you just imagine if you didn't just go and ask that marketing guy that was running around with his head cut off. Yeah. Hey, it, can I like, can I help you? I have some free time. Imagine if you didn't like you probably would have had a completely different upbringing or not upbringing, but a career path. Yeah, exactly. And that's I mean, crazy. Like, that's, that's the exact reason, uh, you know, like I strongly recommend to anybody that's coming out of college or, um, doing an internship that they're not super passionate about and they're, you know, they're running for coffee or making copies or basically just setting up someone's schedule. Like just grind it out. You talk about 
that there was a necessary change that you were looking for and you found it with Hat Club but and you kind of alluded a little bit as to why they're leading the charge and everything like that but why you've been in the industry for over 10 years now uh, mm-hmm. in marketing and then in countless years in fitted specifically yep so why is this time different it's definitely a different time than i've ever seen before in the industry so every silhouette from the dad cap to the snapback to um the bucket hat even has had its time uh in the fitted as well so when i was at 47 the the dad cap was uh not the most popular silhouette and that was 47's most uh primary product offering, the snapback was really large there. So Mitchell and Ness was dominating the space. Um, and the fitted was still pretty strong. So the fitted was al- alongside the dad cap in terms of popularity at that time. Um, you know, I grew up a fitted collector uh, in, in high school. Um, so I used to go to, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the retailer, but Olympia Sports. Um, yes. Yeah. So I, I used to go to Olympia Sports all the time. Uh, I used to try and find the buy one, get one half off deals all the time. Uh, yep. I was a big fan of the retro gray bottom fitteds um, at, at the time, so I would always look for those. Um, and that's something that's super popular today, so I feel like I was a little ahead of the curve there. But um, it's a, it's <laughs> interesting to see. But, you know, I'm definitely an old head, so, like, this was 15-plus uh, years ago now when I was collecting fitteds. And then when I joined 47, I got rid of all those fitteds. I wish I had them now. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's a different time period for the for the fitted as a whole. Um, and Hat Club's done a really good job at cultivating that culture um, and the, really the passion behind it. They built a community, um, which is something that I don't think has ever really been uh, uh, a space for the for the fitted community before. Not only just the fitted community, the headwear community. Um, so primarily it's surrounding fitteds because that's the most popular silhouette right now. I do not think it's going anywhere um, similar to our previous and years past that um, you know, everything had its its highs and lows. The fitted, I think, is staying around for a very long time. And the main reason I'd say that is because now the fitted is is right up there with sneakers. Um, it's right up there with uh, you know uh, AJ ones and and Air Max ninety fives and uh, and ninety sevens and things like that. Um, it's right up there now. Like the fitted in your hat that you're rocking is seen as a staple to your wardrobe now, as opposed to an accessory. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference that I'm seeing in today's culture versus what I've seen over the past 10 years is that the the headwear uh, that you were wearing, the, the hat that you were wearing was always seen as an accessory. Now it is a staple. Um, you're saying a statement when you when you when you're walking out with a pink bottom New York Yankees with a 96 uh, World Series patch on it. You know, that's something that's uh, speaking to people like you'll see people on the on the street and they'll be they'll be like, Oh, that's a hat club hat. Like yeah. that's something that you didn't see before. There was, a, there's always been new era fanboys. Like, don't get me wrong. There's always been people that cop every single drop from new era. Um, and like, there's super, people that have always been really passionate about headwear. Um, and those guys are great. Uh, you know, I've become friends with a lot of those guys over the, the years in the industry. Um, but it's never had this amount of reach before. And, uh, you know, I think this is what makes it stay. Um, you know, it's always, it's different when it's a small group of people that are, uh, collecting hats, being fans of the brand and everybody knows new era. They've always known new era as the official MLB hat, um, the official NFL hat, et cetera. Um, but 
like now it's it's really a statement when you buy the buy the correct hat. Similar to sneakers, when you buy a dope pair of sneakers, people people recognize it. You know, people are like, oh, that's that that's that sick off white collab that happened. Um, like those, that's not an easy cop. Like same thing with that with hat culture now. People are seeing that hat club hat and they're they're gonna be like, oh, you got the cereal pack. That was not an easy cop. So yeah. like it's a it's a completely different culture now and um and not just beyond like the the hype surrounding it but the community behind it as well that is a hundred percent the the biggest difference um so the the community is super passionate they're super welcoming they want people to be more involved in the in the hat world um you know there's there's different uh people who have different uh likes and aspects within the hat community some people will only collect gray bottoms like i said earlier or they'll only collect pink bottoms or icy blues or or um or green bottoms that's another retro look too um there's those people that do that um there's uh people that only collect uh caps that don't have the new era flag on the side there's people that only collect caps that have the new era cap on the side um within the hat club community um there's the things called the black nasties so a lot of people in the hat club community don't collect any of the the caps that have the the black under visor on it um, so that's something that I wasn't super aware of when I, when I came on to hat club, like I have a ton of quote unquote black nasties. Um, so because that's the <laughs> official, that's the official headwear of MLB. And like, I like having the, uh, official on-field cap of the Mets, you know, like that's something that I like having, um, as a Mets fan. So like that, they have black bottom, um, black bottom ones, but I have plenty that have different color under visors, but, um, you know, there's people that will give you give you a little bit of flack for it, uh, having a black bottom. Um, but like there's still people within that community that still support that. And they're like they're just like me. They're like, oh, that's a cool hat because it, that came out for, our, you know, whatever it was, all star 2017 or whatever. Like that's that's a tentpole moment for them that they want to collect against. But um, that there's never been this type of community uh, involvement before um, to the scale that it's at. Like I said, there's always been some. Um, but like it's more inclusive than ever. You have to pay a big uh, attribution to that to social media and the and the um, the blow up from Instagram and TikTok, um, giving more people the opportunity to uh, to showcase their collections um, and finding like minded people across the nation. Um, so we have a really strong community in New York, but that only makes up ten percent of our audience. So uh, that's something that we found super interesting as well. Like. New York is a is a hub and a and a cultivation center for us. Um, you know, we we do a lot of our first runs and our first ideas out of New York because we know that they're super passionate and it's a place where we can gather people um, and they're going to be super passionate about the product and give us their feedback as as much as they like it, as much as they hate it, that type of thing. It's it's uh, they're going to be very open and honest about it. Um, so we love we love our NoHo community and um, being able to ideate with them and really uh, bring cap culture to where we want it to be. Um, but we have that at the nationwide scale. 90% of our audience is outside of New York. So that's where we've seen social media come in from such a large factor. Um, you know, the hat community is very active on TikTok. They're very active on Instagram. Um, they're very active on platforms like Discord even. Um, yeah. So like it's, it's, really, it's really something special to see. And you really have to pay a lot of it to the uh, availability of reach that we have in today's uh, in today's society like i said i've been with the with within headwear for 10 years 
a lot of those opportunities didn't exist 10 years ago when I, when I was starting out doing this. So, you know, Instagram was just getting started. Um, and like, they didn't have like all the, uh, the features that they did today. There was no such thing as an Instagram reel. Um, you know, it was just basically your grid and that was it. So like, it's, it's a completely different time and, uh, it's, it's really exciting to see. And, um, like I said, like hat club's got a, a perfect space for it. Since, uh, Mark Sanchez was the quarterback of the Jets. Yeah. You've accomplished a lot. Yep. So what's next? Like what, what else do you want to accomplish? What do you want to master next? You know, like from a, a day-to-day, uh, hat club leading the marketing there is always going to be, um, uh, my day-to-day. I'm super passionate about that. Um, love the community and the culture there. Um, super looking forward to growing that even more on a nationwide scale. We're going to have some cool things coming down the pike um, in terms of a nationwide effort. Um, once things settle down with the pandemic and wave two of it, um, you know, we were super excited and, you know, we're, we're uh, getting our gears churning uh, every day on that type of stuff. Um, kind of like what's next and what's, what's going to be new in the hat culture and the hat community. Um, so that's my day to day. But from a personal standpoint, uh, I'll start, uh, you'll start seeing me more on, um, some of my social platforms. Um, so I'm going to start a YouTube channel and, uh, I've never been active on TikTok. That's something that I'm going to start, uh, being active on, uh, and really helping, uh, small businesses, uh, with their marketing initiatives and startups and, and even, um, people that want to be influencers, things like that. Give them a, a large brand perspective on things and, uh, how I would do a campaign, um, if I was in their shoes, those types of things. Um, uh, one thing that I found over my career is I've had a lot of people come to me when they're starting a small business or, or uh, starting their own personal brand, and they've asked me for help with um, setting up all their different social accounts, setting up their uh, Google Analytics, setting up uh, uh, a, different, a number of different things, and then like how they launch everything. Um, and that's something that I've seen that there's kind of a, a miss on on the internet. There's a lot of people that do a lot of tutorials and uh, are very niche in their in their offerings as to um, uh, what they'll help you with or give you guidance on. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers is Harris Heller. He does a, a great job at um, at showcasing things from like a streaming capacity and a gaming capacity um, and like what you what tech you need, what tech you don't. Um, what will work on Twitch, what won't work on Twitch, those types of things. Um, and then Peter McKinnon uh, is one of my favorite YouTubers from a photography perspective. He does a lot of brand work, so he, he'll often tell you like how you should shoot your B-roll, things like that. Um, but from my personal perspective, I see a, a big gap in that area where it's people not uh, really showing you how to, how to present yourself uh, or your brand or your, or your startup to a community or to a general consumer. And it's different for every single industry. So I think it's a much needed thing. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be a Gary Vee of the world where telling you, you need to fail 16 times and then, you know, you'll blow up on the 17th time, like that type, that type of thing. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. Um, you know, just being very realistic about my, uh, my marketing strategies and tactics, things that can help people get from ground zero to a sustainable business. Um, that's really what I want to help uh, the community with. And that's hopefully the impact that I leave on the world. Um, that's something that I'm super passionate about and I hope that, uh, I get there, um, one day and I'm, uh, and you know, like I, even if I only help five people with their small businesses, that is a huge win to me. Um, that is something that, uh, you know, I'll be passionate about until the day that I die is, uh, helping people and, uh, people that don't have the resources that like I've been very fortunate enough to have during my career 
with working like big brands like the NFL and MLB and Discover Card and the list goes on and on. Fear of God, you know, Complex. I've worked with all these different brands and all these different publications, had amazing resources, but a lot of people don't have those. Um, so giving those insights to people just trying to start their own coffee shop um, or, you know, like trying to start their own clothing line. Um, that's a super saturated market. How do you make yourself stand out or how do you make sure that you get people in the lower funnel uh, perspective? Um, a lot of people are focused on upper funnel tactics uh, with that branding and and uh, and campaign ideation, which is great. But there's not a lot of focus on that middle funnel in terms of retention and and that lower funnel in terms of conversion. So um, really helping people uh, is what I'm passionate about. And uh, I come from a family of educators, so I think that that's where that. Uh, that probably has uh, uh, stemmed within me internally, um, but that's something that you'll see for me next on a personal scale. Is a, I'm going to change my uh, approach on my social channels to uh, being more of a help and a, a how-to from a marketing perspective for for those that need it and that don't don't have the funds or the resources to uh, hire a consultant or um, or have uh, uh, the ability to uh, reach out to people in that capacity as well. What makes you strange on purpose? <laughs> uh, from my perspective, you know, I think that, it, you know, I'm definitely an extrovert. Um, and that's what, uh, a lot of people, uh, see from me first, um, is I have a large personality. I also attribute that to being Italian. Um, so, <laughs> so I think probably being Italian as a whole makes me strange on purpose. Um, but you know, I think from my perspective, I'm a super personable guy. Um, it, sometimes it turns people off as to like, you know, like I, I want to like, chat it up with anybody. I, I want to have a conversation with anybody. And uh, like people like will look at me and be like, well, like, what do you want out of this? Like with like having a conversation with me, which I think there's too much in that in the world of that. Like people want something out of someone all the time. Yeah. I, I just want to have a conversation and get to know people, which I think kind of makes me strange on purpose. How can people find out more? How can people follow your work? Like where can people find that YouTube channel channel or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So I haven't launched a YouTube channel yet, but um, all my socials are at a underscore lab underscore. Um, so give me a follow on on uh, on Instagram and and TikTok and all those channels and uh, Twitter. Um, that's where you'll keep up to date with that content that I'm going to be putting out. Um, so YouTube channel will come. Um, I'm going to start. I'm a gamer too, so I'm going to start streaming on Twitch. So I'll be talking about those types of things. I I uh, plan on having some marketing content days on my Twitch channel as well. Um, so like hopefully be able to answer some questions in a live format as well. Um, and then also, uh, follow along with my workout at hat club. So it's at hat club for all of our social channels. Um, we're a growing community. We're pretty large growing community, which is awesome to see, but, um, that's where you can see all my, uh, professional work, um, and see what we're doing from a professional marketing standpoint. And then, uh, from a personal standpoint, it's at a underscore LAB underscore. Awesome. Well, Austin, thanks for jumping on the Strange on Purpose podcast, and I look forward to your future. Izzy, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we'll keep in touch, and I look forward to seeing all the things that you've got coming out. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 